welcome back to your weekly podcast um so there is not so much that happened this week to be honest but there was some news there was some gaming news um we went to worldwide community call uh earlier this week or last week and this week we have jackass forever releasing probably so we'll be opening it on thursday and i'm checking that out seeing what what it has in store for us. I've never been to one, so I'm kind of excited. Um, in Astro Anime, we have the new releases for Attack on Titan and Demon Slayer, and that's what we're going to be focusing on this week just because it was intense. It was it was a it was a fucking week, man. Like, if you guys haven't watched it, you guys need to go watch it, and I, I'm going to be talking about it not extensively, because I would want you guys to watch it, but I will talk about some very important plot points that are going to be very important moving forward in both the um, Astro Anime. Demon Slayer obviously is going to start its little decline because it's basically two more episodes left, but Attack on Titan has so much left, so much, I'm just, and we're just excited to kind of see where this all unfolds. But as for the main plot point that occurred last week, I went to the screening and it was actually really funny because the audio and the video were not synced. So it got to the point where the video was fast forwarded, but the audio was still correct. So we were like hearing things from the past and watching things from the future. So that was actually kind of interesting and funny, but our overall impressions, it was an enjoyable movie. Um, we have an entire video dedicated to this on YouTube. If you want to go check that out on our Dayan Entertainment YouTube channel. But I'm just going to be very brief so that way you can kind of check that out. It just came out the 4th, so that is this Friday, along with Jackass. So that's kind of pretty interesting for those people that are looking for you know go watch something new you have variety it's not like it's been it's been pretty chill these last few months after um after the release of spider-man we haven't really had anything that has worth has been worth you know the only thing i would say maybe would be gentlemen and personally that doesn't appeal to me so i don't really go watch it and so we're actually excited this week we have two really good uh, entries you know moonfall it's not perfect but if you like that you know end of the world aspect of movies it was pretty interesting they i think they nailed that as adequately as they could because it was interesting you know we have a director who has done movies like that in the past we have Independence Day 2012, those those type of movies, and he has that aspect of the end of the world nailed down, and I think he he succeeded in what he wanted to do, and the mood that he was trying to set with the movie, obviously when he tries to do the explaining of the existence of the alien tech, it gets really confusing, as I stated on the YouTube channel, it doesn't land for me, it just confuses the audience, and because you kind of have to be like trying to piece it together as you're watching the movie and still progressing 
and it just kind of feels unrewarding as if I'm going to be difficult, you know? He knows how to deal with the problems after that, and you just kind of be like, well, that's my choice. But, like I said, it's still enjoyable, the scenes, that are just, you know, just either outer in outer space or just here on Earth are extremely detailed and vivid and are very sim- similar with quakes. Like when the, mo- when the moon is like right above Earth, like like I said in the YouTube video, I mean, there's those scenes are breathtaking. They're, they're really well done. And, and, and when you're sitting there in the movies just watching this, like it's, it's, it's really pretty to watch, you know? And our three main characters, Casey, Brian Harper, Joe Fowler, they do a really good job of kind of, we have Casey, who's the nerdy, geeky kind of guy who, he figures out that the earth is, the earth and the moon's rotations are unbalanced and, and the moon is set to clash with the, with the earth at some point. So he kind of leaks information the world and it goes viral obviously right you have brian harper and joe fowler who at the beginning of the movie were in a mission and they're out there repairing some satellites and you have alien tech come in as a like a like a cloud just comes in crashes up against them they unfortunately kills the other teammate that's that's there and you know they come home and they ask him like what happened and he's over here kind of telling them hey like there's aliens like on the moon and he's just like why don't you believe me and they're just like no like there's no way like it could have been something else so that's kind of where the movie starts you fast forward he's kind of in a depression and because nobody believes him and he's just like i really don't give a shit about you know this fucking asshole fuck the world and they they played me and you know, Joe Fowler is in a position of power in NASA, so she's trying her best to recruit him and bring him because she knows that being a person he can she can trust to help her with you know saving the world is is powerful. And at first he's like, dude, you guys are dumb. Like, why would I do this? But you know, as events unfold, then he kind of is forced to do it. And like I said, it's 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 an enjoyable movie. You can go watch it and kind of just enjoy visuals if you're not looking for anything kind of I would say I mean you don't really uh, you can turn your brain off to be honest like it's the action scenes are pretty interesting the story is easy to follow like I said when you're when they're explaining the existence of existence of alien tech it does get a little confusing but it's nothing but a little explanation you know after the movie does that you can't you know what I mean Michael Pena is in the movie, but I think it's a little more for the name. He's there as the husband of the ex-wife of Brian Harper, and honestly, I don't, I don't. If if his character wouldn't be there, it probably would not have made any difference, to be honest. But he's there for the name. You know, they want to have as many names as they can, and Michael Pena is one of them. But obviously, I think he did a good job. He's this rich dude. character is nothing important I think he does what he has to do <laughs> and nothing there's there's not that much to talk about in, in his story to be honest but 
like I said, the movies overall, I gave it an 8 point, I gave it an 8 point 0 out of 10, just because I feel like that sort of end of the world space sci-fi adventure, you, you're probably going to enjoy it, um, and on to Jackass Forever that releases this Friday, like I said in the intro, never never really seen a jackass movie to be honest i've seen clips of it on youtube i've seen it just in films i've seen it reviewed like look at this like look at this um but i've never sat down and really watched a movie a jackass movie so i'm actually kind of excited because it's going to be a fre- of like a how do you say it like a um a breath of fresh air let's say a breath of some fresh air um and i think that it's 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 nice to kind of like spice things up every once in a while you know sometimes like when you take like movies like this that you have like you try to watch as many movies as you can it's always nice to kind of like just turn your brain off like not like in a mean part but like actually turn your brain off just watch the new stupid shit you know it's it's there's nothing wrong with that and I might be going with some friends, I might not, I might just enjoy it by myself. I usually like watching movies by myself the first time just to kind of get an idea of what I'm feeling, you know, and if things had to be sad, I I would want to cry by myself, but it's one of these movies that I don't mind attending it with like a group of friends because I know I'm not going to take it seriously, you know, and if there is a YouTube upload for this i don't even know what i'm going to talk about i'm probably just going to be like you know just standing out here doing stupid shit and yeah like i don't really know where i would go with this i might just make a tiktok on this and just keep it a minute depending on how i like it i don't we're still we're still trying to figure that out for the channel but regardless that doesn't mean i'm not excited for this i've never like i said i've never seen this type of movie so, I'm actually really look, really looking forward to this. I was telling my buddy on Discord that it's one of those movies that it just fits right now. You know, like, it's a time where, like, we're just kind of not really taking it much seriously. We're barely getting off our little cloud of Spider-Man. And we're in a period where we're, we're all kind of waiting for the next big thing, which is going to be Doctor Strange, the Batman, that kind of stuff. So I think February is a perfect time for Jackass to come out. There's nothing really important out besides maybe, honestly, besides like anime if you're into that. But if you're just like an entertainment watching movies, like American movies, there's really not much to be watching right now. Besides maybe Boca Fett, but that's a little different. Um, but there is some very important gaming news that occurred this last week and after we talked about this last week or the week before that Microsoft acquired Activision Blizzard for what was it 70 million 70 billion dollars I think it was I forgot it was I forgot the exact but it was a lot of money and now a week later Sony buys Bungie for 3.7 billion dollars and we're all kind of just trying to figure out why. <laughs> like, why why did this happen, you know? And a lot of people on the internet are just kind of saying, like, 
it was a place that so many fish were relevant after the big money that um, Microsoft dropped on Activision Blizzard, which is a lot of money. $70 billion is a lot of money. But we're all trying to figure out why. And yes, they have the best live service gaming. You can Destiny and Destiny 2. Well, more, more just Destiny 2 right now just because it's the newer one. And that's the one that everybody's talking about. But it's in, it's in, in I guess in that case, it's Sony's way of trying to get into that live service game. I mean, well, Epic has Fortnite. Um, but now Microsoft has Minecraft and World of Warcraft. So it's we're really seeing Sony try to get involved in that multi-platform live service, you know, that sort of environment. And as of now, we don't really know if there's going to be any exclusivity for Destiny on PlayStation. Probably not, because that's not what they want, you know? Even though that that it's one of the most played games on PlayStation, they they want to be able to, like, market their game Destiny and any upcoming title that Bungie decides to have. They're going to want to have it on multiple platforms. They're not going to just want to have it on PlayStation. They already have a really extensive list of console exclusives. And we see that PlayStation is trying to make a step into the PC world through God of War. Right? And and I haven't played it. I've already played God of War on PlayStation 4. Played it again on PlayStation 5. So I just didn't want to really buy it again. I don't really have the money to buy it on PC. But I see a bunch of videos on YouTube, and the comparisons, they're, they're working. I'm like, if you have never experienced God of War because you don't own a PlayStation, you're 100% a Microsoft man when you buy an Xbox and you buy a PC. You have the opportunity to be able to play one of the best games on PlayStation, which is God of War. And I think that's why they decided to go about this acquisition. I actually have a quote that is from The Verge, and it says, You only have to look at Sony's top 10 played PS5 games to see how important Destiny is to PlayStation. Destiny 2 is number 6 on the list based on gameplay hours. It's a list that includes Fortnite at the top, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War in the second spot alongside the usual annual FIFA and NBA, NBA releases. Destiny 2 is still incredibly popular across Xbox, PC, and PlayStation, even as the game is about to enter year 5. So that's why it's very important, because you have a game that's about to turn 5 years old, released back in 2017, and it's still one of the top 10 best played on PlayStation. And not just on PlayStation, just on all consoles. I mean, it's a big part that it's free to play, <laughs> but still, you know. It's, 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 I think it's that step that Sony and PlayStation are really trying to get into that, that whole market of being able to market their games, not just on PlayStation. Eventually, they're, they're probably going to want to release Uncharted maybe on PC, you know? They might want to release the new Horizon Zero Dawn game on PC. So, you, you know, it's, it's, it's like that first step that they're trying to see if it works, if it doesn't work. I mean, I still think that dropping $3.7 billion on Bungie might have been a little excessive. 
just because Microsoft bought Bungie in 2000. They did what they wanted with Halo. And it's not like Bungie has the rights to Halo anymore. You know, Halo belongs to this type of industry. So it's mean it's not even like PlayStation would be able to get the rights to Halo, which would be like their direct, like, because we all know Halo is a Microsoft Xbox exclusive. So, I mean, it makes sense, but at the same time, it's kind of like, eh, we'll see what it does. But on to the star of the show. Like I said, this is going to be a little shorter um, podcast just because there was not that much going on this week and most of the talk about Moonfall is going to be on my YouTube channel. That's about 10 minutes that is worth if you want to decide to maybe, if you're on the fence of maybe checking that out. Um, there's not too much too much to talk about about Jackass because I haven't seen it yet. And this whole, whole Sony and Bungie thing, I think we've talked about this for about 10 minutes and I think that's, that's an appropriate amount of time. So, on to the anime portion of this. And we're going to be talking somewhat spoilers. If you haven't seen it, why haven't you? You need to watch this. You need to watch both of these. That's what I'm saying right now. These two are worth it. The story of Attack on Titan is just one of the most complex stories you will probably in, like see in anime, in modern anime. And Demon Slayer is just still my number one. This is probably the last week it's going to be number one in my heart because that fight was top tier. <laughs> that was, I, I really have no words to describe it and I'm not going to try to describe it in this podcast. But I will let you know that every second of these two episodes was worth it. You should have seen the hype that was thundering after watching these two episodes. The two hours that uh, after Demon Slayer releases, there's a little there's a little two hour gap where you know we're we're all waiting for Attack on Titan to release. In those two hours, everybody was losing their shit, and then the two hours prior of Attack on Titan, everybody was losing their shit. And they are, it's been a, it's been a few days, and people are still losing their shit, you know? And that's why I think these two animes, being able to, like, be where they are right now, is good for us as consumers. It's because we're eating good every fucking Sunday, man. We're eating... First, we're going to talk about Attack on Titan, episode 79, titled Memories of the Future. This this is an insane episode. So, just to recap, Zeke, so, so the episode starts with Zeke showing Eren his, the memories of his life, right? But as he's watching the memories, he kind of starts piecing together that maybe his dad wasn't the shit that he thought he was. Because there's little, there's little moments where you kind of start to see that Grisha wasn't what everybody thought he was. Everybody had this idea that he didn't give a shit, he massacred the royal family, that he, he thought this, you know, like, that he was basically like a piece of shit to everybody that surrounded him. But in reality, 
we we're going we're sitting through this episode going through the memories of Grisha because Zeke wasn't stupid. He made sure that Eren was watching Grisha's point of view. So that way if because his whole point was I need to make sure that Eren knows that he grew up fucked by his dad. Right? So he needed to be able to make sure that it was his point of view so they could see everything that he was thinking. And oh my god, did that backfire. <laughs> it backfired so bad. So then, you know, Zeke, he's, he's, he's living through the memories with Eren of Grisha. Of Grisha. And, and like I said, he starts realizing that, you know, like, what's going on? Like, this isn't the man who I thought he was. So then we get the first big revelation in Grisha saying what the secret power that he was tasked by Nidu is, right? And what this power is, is that the attack titan, any holder, whether it be Eren or Grisha, can see the memories of its future host. So Grisha was able to see the memory of Eren, what he was going to do. Eren wasn't able to see Grisha, but Grisha was able to see Eren. So he's, he knew exactly what he was going to do. And, and so he, he's in, he's in the, the little, the little hole where he was about to kill everybody in the royal family, right? That's the, the, that's the crystal room. And, and we see him about to go down there. Like, dude, I need to kill these fools. Like, because he goes down there and he asks us, like, he's like, dude, I need help. And we're like, no, bro, like, who the fuck are you? Like, get out of here. Like, we're not going to help you. And so then he goes, then I need your, I need your Titan. Because then I can't, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't save the world without your Titan. And they're still like, no, like, you're not going to fucking do it. And so he said, he pulls out his knife or whatever that he has. And he comes in and he's like, then I need to kill you. And he can't. He's stuck there. He can't. He, 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 he doesn't. His, his whole thing is that I don't slaughter children because there's children, you know, like, he doesn't kill. That's not him. That's not the type of person that Grisha is who or who ever wanted to be. And hence the second biggest twist in maybe just anime, modern anime in general. You don't have these type of twists that occur like this. You don't have these type of twists all the time. And that fit. So he's down there, right? He's on his knees. He starts crying. He just can't get. He doesn't cry, but he's just desperate. He's like, "Shit, go ahead, shit, shit, shit." And Eden comes into, comes down, and he just tells him, "He's like, you're gonna do it, because you're gonna avenge the people that you've lost." And he's just like, "Fuck!" Like you just see the face of despair. 
just loses it. He just loses it and he just goes in and he kills everybody. And that's the story that we know. We know the fact that Grisha went in there, killed everybody, and then ran away. We know that. But we don't know that he didn't want to and that he wasn't going to. And that this was all Eren's plan. Eren wanted Grisha to kill everybody in the Riftmere. What? What? Dude, I dude, we were watching that, and everybody was just like, holy shit. Like, obviously, like, I've read the manga. I know what happens and what's going to happen. But I read it a while ago. You know what I mean? Like, you forget the little details. You know, you know what the big plot points are. But we were there, and I, re- I remember, I was like, yeah, I, I know that this was Eren's original plan. But I, to be honest, I had forgotten how he went about in convincing him, you know what I mean? Um, and some of these scenes are just like, like you see, there's a lot of similarities. This is, this is why Attack on Titan is one of the most beloved animes. Because there's so many references, there's so many shots that happened in the past that happen again and that's why this next episode episode 80 it's called um what is it called like a th- 2000 years memories of the future or, or of the past let me see let me double check real quick but what is the episode number one so the first one is to you 2000 years in the future there you go that's episode that's season one episode one this next episode that's going to come out December, it's to you, 2,000 years in the past. So, you don't really know what's going to happen in this next episode. And, and everybody's just kind of like, oh, like, what's, what's going to happen? It's just juicy, you know, like, it's juicy, juicy, juicy stuff, man. Like, the plot in this story is, is incredible, man. And, and it's just every, every week you watch it, you're just in awe over and over again. And that's what I was trying to say a few weeks ago. I was saying, Attack on Titan, the first weeks that it was coming out, everybody was putting it in first. And here on our channel and on our page, we were saying, no, like Demon Slayer is, is top on our list. Not because Attack on Titan isn't bad or, or is bad compared to Demon Slayer, no. It just wasn't at the point like this. This is what makes Attack on Titan number one. Obviously, I f- number one for me is going to be next. That's when Attack on Titan is going to be number one permanently. After that, hell yeah. Even this episode. I'm willing to listen to the people that have it over at Demon Slayer. Because, yeah, Demon Slayer was more of an episode... Of an, of an eye candy type episode. But that doesn't mean that this is Demon's... The episode 9 of Demon Slayer... Sorry. Is where it peaks for me. But on, we'll talk about that in a little bit. So going back to Attack on Titan. Right before the... Right after the fact that Eren tells us that he's the one manipulating everybody. He's the one that enacted the plan of Grisha killing the royal family and, and you know, having the Titans 
we have a moment to transition to. And honestly, this moment, I forgot. I forgot about this moment. I'm not even going to lie. So the moment is is right after the event when we just see this broken dish of just she's like fucked i fucked up man i fucked up like this is all eden's fault like you know like this is all eden's fault he made me do this and in that moment he's 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 the attack titan so he sees the future you know to some extent not your kid so he looks over it and he's he knows zeke is there future eden and future zeke he knows that they're there and and he looks over and the first thing he says is just like i wish we had more time i'm sorry um but you need to stop it and he's like fucking begs for his life he's like you need to stop this this is all Aaron's fault as you saw you need to make this right i know i fucked up and i know i didn't spend enough time with you and i know you hate me but this man's a killer, bro. He thought he was killing everybody. <laughs> and and Zeke sees this, man. And and after this point, Zeke changes. Obviously, he would, right? He He's a man who just saw his entire life just change. Because the whole idea behind him trying to save Eren and all this bullshit and this ideological shit that he was going through, it was to save Eren from himself. When in reality, Eden never cared about that shit. And the one that was affected was their dad. And Eden was always the one manipulating this shit. So we're just... Like, after this point, we're going to see how, how Zeke reacts to this. You know, is he going to go into despair? I don't know. Is he going to try to actually stop Eden? I don't know. You know? So we're going to see what point... How far he's going to take the fact that he's the older brother of Eden. fun time it's gonna be a lot of fun for us to be able to kind of see that change see how Eden changes after this too because now he knows that Zeke is gonna try to kill him they're not working together anymore at this point I mean at this point Zeke knows for sure that Eden was backstabbing him the whole time and it's not it's not like he kind of knew he knew like now he fucking knows now he knows this motherfucker's trying to fuck the world, and and now what is what is he gonna do about it, you know? And it'll be it'll be a journey from this point on next episode. That's this is where, if this roller coaster, if if you guys have ever been to Six Flags, if this is Goliath, and we're at the very top, then we're about to go down and go back up again because the adrenaline on this shit is gonna have us like. Having our hearts going up to our mouths type type shit, you know? And just to wrap this up, I've seen a lot of comparisons between Nappa and Good School, which is normal. You know, we had Good School here for three seasons. We have Nappa for this fourth season, final season. And and I think people are just trying to find comparisons out of their ass. And I think I think Nappa did a really good job of trying to blend their own personal animation style with the one that was already established by Wit. And and if you find these pictures, there's very slight differences. You know, you have 
they're iconic for different eyes because wit and napper they one of their biggest things are the eye anima their eye animations the way they draw the eyes just that their faces in general are a little different the textures are, are a little different you know you get to see both um young erin young mikasa you get to see the mom animated by two really good animation studios who bring in their own their own breath of life to the anime you know and and i don't think it's fair to either of them and yes which studio has my heart with the fucking with the um with the with the titans fighting i think the way they animated animated their fights is amazing and i still don't don't like the fact that the the titans are so cgi'd in mappa but that does not mean that mappa knows how to tell a story they know exactly how to portray what they want to say in their stories in their music in their in their ri their drawing styles you know and i think that i can get a, i can even turn a blind eye to the fights yes they're cool yes you like seeing titans beat the shit out of each other but at the end of the day attack on titan isn't an action yes it is it has action elements but it, this is a psychological journey that you're going through and if they can nail the fact that if they can nail their storytelling regardless of the animation regardless of cgi regardless of any of that if they can nail the story that they're trying to tell and they can nail what the, the author of attack on titan was trying to transmit through the his manga then i think that's perfect i don't need any more you know yeah i, I rambled on a lot about this but i think this episode is going to be very important this is this is right before the peak not before the peak but this is right before where everything just elevates to a new level this is the starting point of when shit just goes down between Eren, Zeke, the scouts, um, everybody on the mainland. Th this is where it starts, you know? But we'll see where this journey takes us. I really hope that you guys are watching this. We have watch parties every Sunday, 12.45. Pull up, man. Those, those things, they get pretty intense really quickly. But we're going to move on to Demon Slayer Episode 9, titled Defeating It from Beginning. Yo, whoever had the nerve of titling this episode, you can go to hell. You suck. <laughs> you fucking suck, bro. Like, why would you do this to us? You, you were just playing games with us at this point, man. Like, I was so ready. I remember last week, I was so ready to watch Uzui and Tanjiro just fucking kill each other. And what happened? The complete opposite. <laughs> but I, like I said, this episode is a lot. Is half, half fighting, and half kind of flashbacks, and and that kind of information. So I'm going to focus on the flashbacks, just because I don't think I, I can describe what happened when they start getting there like obviously they have their breathing techniques that shit's insane we have 
Candido Venetri and Inoskio starting Jackson. Well, which motherfuckers are going off? And there's there's actually a scene that's fucking hilarious with Inoskio, but I'll talk about that a little later. But there's just two very important flashbacks that I found extremely interesting. I've never read the manga, so unlike Attack on Titan, I don't know what's going to happen after this. So these these flashbacks are they give a lot at least to me and you know to the to the to the audience in general they're gonna give a lot and and I think that when I was watching this flashback it really really cemented what type of character Uzui and what type of relationship he has with his wife because at first I thought Uzui just used him. Because that's what it felt like. He was just like, oh, I'm going to send you two on a mission. And you guys are going to be basically be fucking prostitutes. But you guys need to sign for this union. And I was like, okay, like, you know, in a world like this, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, you need, to, you need to make the ends meet. And if there's a demon terrorizing a town, you're going to have to do what you need to do. But this episode gives Uzui and his wives that intimate relationship that I needed to know if it was real. And they, well, they, they knocked that shit out of the park, bro. So the first, the first flashback, we have Uzui, you know, sitting down, having lunch, eating some sake with Makio Asuma and Hinaku. They're all just kind of there. They're in the graveyard of his siblings and you see this Uzui he's kind of conflicted he's talking about living a flashy life and all this shit but at the same time he's always apologizing for being bad you know he he's basically in the, in the grave in their grave of his siblings grave and he's kind of like I'm sorry that I'm the only one that survived like like I should have died like just just that type of that type of vibe but at the same time he finishes off by saying I promise to live the flashiest life and someday when we reunite and I die we'll drink sake and I was like what the fuck is going on cause that's kind of I mean that's contradictory you know like why are, we, why are you apologizing but at the same time trying to live but then it makes sense you know I was like he's trying to live this flashy life because of the fact that they're not here anymore you know that's how he would want to live his life with his siblings and obviously he he misses them right like who wouldn't and and so he's sitting there with them and they're just the wives are just kind of like like yeah we're we're gonna be basically there for you and you're you know there's a reason why you you were the only one to survive it just kind of gave me very similar like vibes to when Kanjiro and Nezuko first lost their family and the whole Mugen thing like how when he was in the dream he was living a life that he dreamed of that that's the life he wanted he wanted everybody to be alive he wanted his mom to be alive he wanted Nezuko to be human but it like when he realized, dude, this is just a dream. This isn't the life that we are living. Yes, it's nice that 
this is what could have been, but it's not what it is. And I think that connection, or I guess that, that um, yeah, connection that, that they make, and Uzi kind of thinks the same way. He's like, dude, we're Kenobi. We take lives. We do all this bad shit. So we're going to hell, bro. You know? So might as well live this life as a Kenobi, as, as people who take in other people. And, and still kind of have to accept it and just live with it, you know? Because that's, that's the second flashback. We have Hinatsuru. She kind of confronts all of them, and she's just kind of like, "Hey, like, I think it's about time that we're we're done with this, you know? Like, we don't. I think it's time we just take a step back and just decide not to be involved in the front lines of anything. We're not demon slayers, not Shinobi. Let's just go live a normal life. Let's just go build a house somewhere and just." live there you know for the rest of time and she's like yes i know that we won't be able to make this up to the people whose lives that we've taken but there has to be a point where we decide to stop and and i think those two scenes flashback scenes are incredibly important to the type of characters that they grow to be you know uzi yes he he He's really proud of being a demon slayer. He's really proud of being a shinobi. But at the same time, he's also flawed, you know? Like, he needs to be able to protect these three women while at the same time protect himself, while at the same time... Um, dude, I forgot his name, but the guy who's blind. He wants to show to him that everything that he taught him is not going to work, you know, and, and I think that's really, really powerful, that sense of loyalty that these characters have for him, we don't even know why, like, we don't know what it is about this man that everybody respects him, we don't, and I think I'm really excited to find out what he did to earn the respect of all these great demon slayers, you know, so, just kind of want to talk about the fight after this. Like I stated before, Tanjiro, Zenitsu, and Inosuke get a sh moment to shine fighting back. I, I don't even know how to start explaining this. Like, I really don't. Like, this fight is animated in a way that you just... I don't know how to explain it, bro. Like, this is insane. Like, like you photobol has the money to do this and it's not like they're spending more money than they have to they're not spending any less money than they have to they're spending the perfect amount of money and of time and resources on these fights and that's why they shine ever since i watched fate stay night the movies i was like you you photo is special bro these motherfuckers can make amazing fights and I was reminded of it this last episode. Insane, bro. I don't even want to try to explain it. Just watch it. That's it. This is probably the best episode of the series thus far. I don't think it's, it's I don't even think it's close. There's the episodes here and there, 
like the episode where Sanjiro finally breaks the the rock. I think that 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 episode is extremely powerful. I think um, the episode where the two siblings, Nesuko and Sanjiro, are fighting and they're fighting the the two demon siblings. I think that's a very important episode for Nezuko as a as a character because we see that there's still some humanity even though she loses her son. And and that's what you know Tanjiro doesn't want. He doesn't want to lose his sister. He still has faith that someday he's gonna be able to go with Michael Jackson over there. <laughs> I don't know if that's even that was hilarious. He's gonna go with him and figure out a way to cure her. I don't think it ever ever will happen. I, I like I said I don't know. I don't I've never read it, so I don't know. I know the anime I know the manga's done. Demon Slayer is gonna be one of those animes that I'm never gonna read. Until everything is done. And if someday somebody spoils it, that's gonna fucking suck. But I think the beauty of Demon Slayer is watching it. Watching these fights, watching these interactions, watching these moments. You know, someday, like, all once Demon Slayer is all said and done, the anime is over, hell yeah, I'm buying all the fucking mangas and I'm gonna read that shit. But I think it's one of those, I think it's one of those animes that I really look forward to every new season, every new episode. Because that's just how special this, this story is. And, and like, there's other mangas that yeah I'll just read ahead find out what happens later you know and I think I think for me Demon Slayer is worth the wait I can wait until 2025 if it has to be for me to know what the end of the story is I can wait another two years and I think that's just the beauty of this show there's there's so many twists that happen um, all the different breathing forms and techniques are all worth to see. The animation, like I said, is just fucking beautiful, man. This is peak Demon Slayer for me at this point, you know? At least I, as of right now where we have animes, this is peak. We don't have anything that is better than this. And like I said, you know, Demon Slayer, this is going to be the last week that Demon Slayer is going to be number one on my list. And I'm really enjoying this. I'm, I'm really sitting back. I'm re-watching the episode. It's just, it's just so fucking worth it, man. You guys need to experience this. I think for those people, there's actually a TikTok that kind of talks about what animes you shouldn't tell people about. Like if they're, they're new anime um, viewers, there's three that you probably shouldn't because they're just going to expect too much out of everything and and it's like that's very accurate you know I, I don't remember the three I know okay I remember two I know Attack on Titan and Demon Slayer those are two I don't remember what the third one is but I, I truly agree with him when he tells you like this shouldn't be the first anime that people see because Demon Slayer drops way too much money on each episode for, you know, like, you're gonna have, like, what are you gonna watch after that? 
fucking um what what's an, what's an anime you're gonna watch after this fucking uh fairy tale obviously that's not talking i'm not bashing on it you know i guess but i'm trying to say is this is like the most expensive thing that you're gonna see and for you to kind of expect this out of every anime or are you just gonna be unsatisfied with everything you watch in this world you know what i mean And as for Attack on Titan, this story is just so complex. It's just, this story can match up with Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, Code Geass, Death Note. Like, it's one of those stories that all the, all the fucking plot points, all the, the, the what is it called? Fuck, the, um, the twists and turns, they make these stories so unique and so intriguing to watch but the fact that Attack on Titan is coming out weekly you can watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood in a weekend and you don't have to wait for anything because everything is already out we're watching Attack on Titan every week the hype is there every week and it's it's that's where it's at right now just with Demon Slayer too you know that's what's making these two special for a lot of people especially new people that are coming in they're kind of forced to wait you know like it's not like other animes where they can just be like yeah i'll just binge watch all of it and then like you simply can't binge watch attack on titan and demon slayer so like i said this this episode there's a funny part that i was going to talk about and they like decapitate these decapitate Saki and Inosuke just grabs her, her head and just starts ruining it. like I'll go help uh, fucking Izu I'll just be running around with her head you know like it was, it was funny but you know but uh this was a fucking good week for anime man and and I think this week is is the highlight of what we're gonna experience in this in this winter because Demon Slayer is set to end in the next two episodes Attack on Titan still has so much more, but this last Sunday, we experienced something extremely special that we probably will not experience in a long time. You know, we had two of the greatest episodes to drop on two of the most well-known and interesting anime of modern times, really, truly. Thank you so much for attending this podcast. It, I, I was looking at the time the whole time. I think we started talking about these two animes around 20 minutes, and it's already 50. We could go on about this for days. I don't even touch on a lot of aspects of these two animes, a lot of these two shows, but that's what makes them special. You know, we can we could talk about this forever, and I'm really excited. If this podcast, or when this podcast just decides to be kind of, when we decide to bring in people, these these podcasts could go on for hours because these discussions could get heated. They could get extremely heated, and I'm just really excited because we as my friends, when we're on Discord, we watch a movie, we have movie nights. When Back when we watched Perfect Blue, we sat 
there and discussed it for two and a half hours, you know? And I think that this, this space, since it's so unedited and so just me just ranting and our, our, our thoughts of everybody here, we're just talking, talking, talking. We don't know if it's going to be a 30-minute podcast or if it's going to be an hour and 35 minutes or if it's going to be just... It just depends on the week, how much there is to talk about, and and just where we're at, man. That's why these podcasts are a little special to me, man, and to us, because this is just us talking. And I think those are extremely special. And not, not everybody has time to listen to fucking 50 some minutes, but the people that do decide to make it all the way here... I can say you're I can honestly say that you're created something extremely special because it's coming out of our hearts you know but anyway have a wonderful rest of your week jackass this Friday we'll see how it is attack on titan demon slayer Sunday we'll see how it is don't even talk about my darling don't even talk about the BL we're probably gonna take a few a break Honestly, the my the my dress up drawing episode, it had me crying on a Saturday morning. So, I I think the anime is is worth it, and hopefully there's new stories this next week. I'm actually, if if there isn't that much going on this week, it kind of feels like it's gonna be a pretty pretty laid back chill week. We're looking forward to that. We kind of just have to base on what, base our podcast on what happens, and if nothing interesting happens, then there's not really much to talk about. But there's weeks like this one where Sunday just mind fucks everybody, and we decide to talk about two episodes over fucking forty minutes. But thank you so much for taking the time to attend this podcast. I think this is a pretty adequate spot to wrap things up um like i said um this this podcast is special just because of the amount of flexibility that we have and you know moving forward we intend to keep this this space like this and it's something unique i feel not many people have I see different different channels that have this sort of thing and I really like that aspect of their of their channels when they're able to just talk and people are able to just kind of share their 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 thoughts and their feelings. I think that just me I think that's that's something extremely special. So thank you so much. Like I said, have a wonderful rest of your week. We'll see you guys next week. I apologize about it not coming out on Monday. Things still come up, but we will make for sure that we have something coming coming out every week.